Hi, welcome to the Prescription Podcast. This podcast is being developed with the aim to keep the public informed with relevant and updated health information. This podcast is hosted by me, Ian, and Sichin. We are doctors currently practicing in the Klang Valley. So for episode two, we're going to talk about colorectal cancer, right? Yeah, I mean, in conjunction with this colorectal cancer month, I think today maybe we'll talk about something on colorectal cancer screening. Um, also introduce and to bring forward this information to, to the public, Yeah, yep. the importance yep. of colon cancer screening. Yep. So the month of March is for specifically for colorectal cancer, correct? Yes, correct. Mm. And colour for colorectal cancer awareness is actually the blue ribbon. Not brown? Blue. Oh, okay. I thought it would be brown. <laughs> brown is something else. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? You know, colorectal feces, brown. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit of some statistics maybe first. Colorectal cancer. How much of colorectal cancer do we see in Malaysia? Yeah, it's actually quite high. You know? the, I think according to the latest published, I think the last paper that we have somewhere in 2016, it's about 21.3 per 100,000 person. That means 21 in every 100,000 population. Yep. Yeah. 21% will get colon cancer. So for the lay person, is that high? I mean, say for instance, this in comparison to breast cancer, would you know by any chance on the top of your head? No, on top of my head, no. I better not give <laughs> any wrong information. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure it's quite common. Not, not as common as breast cancer, right? But definitely. Well, I think colon cancer in Malaysia, I think in men is the top. Yeah. And female, second. Oh, yeah. okay, right. So mm. it's high, it's, it's high. high, but it is something preventable. Okay, Yeah. so yeah, we're going to talk about that, right? How are we going to prevent colorectal cancer? So is it going to be diet? I think that's why I want to ask, right? What can I eat to not get colorectal cancer? The diet definitely is a contributing factor, I think, in our population. Yeah, what the diet that we actually propose, yeah, mm. to actually reduce the, the colon cancer is actually a low-fat, high-fiber, um, low-red meat diet. Well, you're going to ask me how much of red meat and what is red meat, right? So I've said that um, there is actually an article uh, written right. saying that, you know, the size of our phone, for example, an iPhone or a smartphone, yeah? Uh-huh. If you eat that amount of red meat a day, uh-huh. there's increased 17% chances of uh, getting a colon cancer. Oh, smells like a vegetarian diet already. <laughs> okay. But wow. it's red meat, okay? You can always take white meat, yeah? Like chicken. But I like my red meat. Okay, never mind. You need to cut on that. I mean, <laughs> that's every day, but you don't have to eat it every day. It's just cut down on the portion. Ah, no more burgers. All right. Yeah, okay. I, I guess we're not going to talk too much about diet. I think we're talking more about screening process today, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we are quite lucky. Yeah, the Malaysian government actually has initiated a con cancer screening mm-hmm. in the form of checking your stool for ah. the presence of blood. Okay. Yeah, so it's very easy actually. Look in the uh, toilet bowl and see if there's blood? No, you can actually. You can. You probably should start checking your poop yeah. from now okay. on, you know. Yeah, mm. it's a good habit to check on at least the consistency, yeah, the color. Mm. Mm. If there's okay. any changes, yeah, that, that's also one of the early signs. I hope no one's listening in while they're having their meal. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in Malaysia... Uh, I think it is also practiced worldwide as well. Anyone above 50 years old is recommended yep. to get your stool check okay. for presence of blood. Um, bear in mind, um, this is to check for presence of cancer. Mm. Yeah, Of course, the cancer doesn't develop over one day. Yep. Yeah, There's always a spectrum of disease. There's always a pre-cancer lesion. 
Yeah. Okay. Think, yeah. It has to be something not cancerous. So there's a growth there's a that's growth. not cancer yeah, initially and then it turns to cancer. Okay, got yeah. you. So with this detection of blood in the stool may not be able to actually um, detect the pre-cancer growth. Ah, okay. Right? Because a pre-cancer growth doesn't bleed all the time. Right. So what's the best step then? Scope. Yeah, of course, the gold standard is colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it is a camera test right. where, where with some bowel preparation, preparation of uh, uh, with the cleansing agent of the bowel. Yep. And the endoscopist, the person who performed the procedures, yeah, will be able to visualize the presence of this little growth, which are pre-cancer. And they will can actually remove it ah. before it turns cancer. Okay. So who should go for this scope? According to the current guideline, yeah, anyone above 50 years old, mm. yeah, any man and female. Okay. Of course, um, those with family history, up to three generations. Okay. Yeah, which means if it's for me, it will track back to my great grandmother's generation. Okay. All right. If there's any presence of um, family history of colon cancer, so you are advisable to screen even earlier. How much earlier? Well, it depends on the age as well. If they have a young onset of colon cancer, for example, if one of my relatives has a colon cancer at 40 years old, yep. we backtrack 10 years. So, so which means old. at 30 years old, I need okay. to have my first colonoscopy screening. Wow. So, I mean, that's why it's important to know what your family members have, right? Yes. It's yeah. always very important. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that gives us a clue. Definitely, there's a link yeah, within family history, the genetic link. Yeah. So, it is good to know and yep. so that we can pick up early disease and, so, and not to diagnose too late because we all know that um, early disease uh, renders cure yep. yeah, and the survival rate is definitely much better. It's way above 90%. So step one, make sure you know what happens in your family. Step two is, well, if your family has or does not have, you should somehow go for a colonoscopy. Now the question is, say if I want to go and get a colonoscopy screening, What's the best way to go about it? Well, visit your nearest doctor, your family doctor. Okay. They would be able to give you an appropriate advice as well okay. in terms of what to do. Well, if you're not keen for a colonoscope, then you can always fall back onto a fecal blood test, right? Of course, the duration is different. Um, a fecal blood test is advisable to do every year. Mm. And a colonoscope, it depends on what we find. If it's a completely normal colonoscope with no family history, then one scope can keeps you safe for about 10 years. 10 years. But if you have a family okay. history, yeah, we do advise to repeat it every three to five years. Okay. So in the previous episode, we talked about our two system, right? So government, private, I'm sure, I think if you can afford it, you go to the private setting, you ask for a scope, you pay up front, no problems. Yes. But in the government setting, if say I don't have family history, mm. and say I'm already 50 and I want to go for a colonoscopy, does that work if I just go up to one of the clinics and I ask for a colonoscopy? Would that would that be granted? I think it will still ask you to do the fecal blood test, yeah, right. because that is what is being proposed by the national guideline. Definitely, we cannot afford in the public system. Mm. Yeah, we do not have enough manpower to support a colonoscopy for a screening. Okay. Yeah. So henceforth, it's FIT, and we will always screen the high risk first. So yeah, fecal occult test for those of you who don't know what it is, is basically standing a stool sample and they're checking if there's basically traces of blood inside it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Just yes. for those who don't know the medical jargon. So okay. So that means if I'm concerned, I want to get my health checked and one of these things that I want it to be checked, I need to basically go and get it, get requested, I mean I request it while I go for a checkup in the 
clinic. Yes, Correct. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Always, uh, you you have the right to raise your concern, mm. yeah, and and your doctor will actually guide you accordingly. Um, many options, but of course, if you want to approach a private center, definitely you can get a colonoscopy done for your screening, but that doesn't work for the government setting. So funny question. I mean, if you you raised up that if I have family members with cancer, then there's a most likely possibility that they will screen. I'm sure, of course, if I have symptoms, uh, which I think we'll come to that shortly, they will also screen. But what if I told them I have been eating lots and lots of red meat for the past 10 years? Would they, would you think they would <laughs> entertain the fact that I had a lot of red meat that it would, you know? they probably give you a stare. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So it doesn't work. Okay. So guys, don't, don't try that. Okay. So, I mean, in terms of symptoms that would warrant them to most likely do a colonoscopy rather than a fecal, the, fe- the stool test, what would that be? Well, I think the, the common symptom that we encounter, yeah, that when we suspect when there isn't growth and there's a cancer growth, yeah, yep. it would be a change in your bowel habit, mm. which means that um, something that's not normal, right? Yeah, for example, um, you used to pass motion every day, yep. yeah, and it is a form stool, yep. and now suddenly you, you, you started passing some watery stool or you start having constipations and the stool form is slightly different from what you usually have, mm. you have to raise uh, to be a bit more alert. Another thing is passing some blood, passing right. bloods in the stool. Right. Um, that's also one of the red flag sign that we call, yeah. You yep. raise the red flag when you have that. Mm. And uh, another very non-specific one would be probably loss of weight, unexplained, yeah, non-intentional, yeah, loss of appetite, loss of weight yep. over a short period of time. Yep. That would be something to raise the alarm as well. Yeah, but I think at this point of time, it's no longer screening, right? It's more like catching the yeah, disease when you early have the probably. Symptoms, yeah, when you have the symptoms, most of the time is, is quite late. Okay. In the early, early stages, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, most of the time they are there's no symptom right. you will feel well yeah. um, used to be able to carry out uh, all your normal daily living your blood test probably would all review as normal as well mm. hence we call screening when you are, when we screen the individual usually have no symptoms yep. yeah. so I guess just to kind of summarize it by the time you know, for those folks who are listening out there, by the time you actually have symptoms, probably might have a growth already. So I think what we're trying to advocate here is to catch it before you have any symptoms. So that's the whole purpose of screening. Like we said, it's no symptoms. So once you hit a certain age, if you have no family background of cancer, colon cancer or rectum cancer in specific, then uh, the, st- the age to start screening is 50. And in Malaysia, if it's in a government setting, we check the, f- the feces first, the stool first. And if that comes back as positive, then we proceed for a scope. Of course, if you are one who's able to afford it, then head on to the private center. They can do a full colonoscopy. And if that's cleared, then you are cleared for a good 10 years if you if don't have you family. If you have no family history. Yes. Okay. Yeah, if you have no family history. And also depends on the presence of polyps. Yeah, If some polyps, which means the non-cancer growth yeah. Yeah, is being found during your colonoscopy uh, examination, depending on the number and the sizes, yeah, mm-hmm. you probably may need an earlier colonoscope instead of a ten years. So it's very individualized. Okay. Yeah, we will know after your first colonoscope yeah. when is the next one. But basically, yeah, leave it to expert. I mean, we're just trying to lead people in the right direction for screening. I'm sure the doctor who's seeing you will tailor the plans accordingly. Correct. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So see the right person. Yeah, get the right advices right. Yeah, and start screening. Yep. Okay. Yeah, on a side note, 
as we mentioned earlier on, I guess, uh, less red meat. Oh no, I think uh, people who sell red meat's gonna come after us. Uh, <laughs> it's not completely no, but less. you just cut down. But less, yeah, another yeah. important point is actually exercise. Ah. Yeah. So I think the standard recommendation I think by WHO is actually to rec- to at least exercise 150 minutes a week. That's pretty much 30 day, 30 minutes a day. Doable. 30 minutes, five days, five times. 30 five. minutes times five. Yeah. Wow. I don't hit that quota. Seriously? No. I don't hit that quota. 30 minutes times five, that's about two and a half hours yeah, a don't, week. I think sometimes I do. Most times, maybe uh, two but hours. But this has to be cardio. Yeah, yeah, it's cardio. I yeah. do cardio. Cardio yeah. exercises, <laughs> yeah. It's not a, a, a walk in the park and or those doesn't count. Your housework doesn't count. Mm. Um, your Weightlifting? No, it's not cardio. Uh, Weightlifting is not heart, cardio. The heart pumps. <laughs> no, I think that's just workout on your muscles. Yeah, right, the right. They, those those are not yeah. uh, cardio exercises. Right, right. We, we won't debate about that. Cardio exercises are like your aerobics and yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay. Don't don't anger the people who exercise out there. All right. <laughs> no, so okay. Uh, I guess for prevention, uh, eat right and exercise. Well, basically, you know, it's all back to healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah. Eat right. Uh, eat in moderation exercise adequately specifically for colorectal cancer I guess is to screen early screen early that's one message another message is yeah we are multiracial mm. right so in Malaysia Chinese stands the highest risk oh no yeah one in 38 male right actually wow diagnosed to have colon cancer so actually it's very very high so I think that's to take note followed by Malays and Indians okay uh-huh. so yeah I, I think you know regardless right whichever race you still want to screen early I guess it's just kind of a warning that if you are of certain race you're of higher predilection to getting the cancer right yeah yeah, yeah definitely well I think we've covered quite a bit today yep I think that's a lot to digest and mm. a lot to to go through yeah well the main message take home message that that we want to send through this episode is start screening mm-hmm. talk to your doctor mm-hmm. get the appropriate advice and spread the awareness i hope this episode's uh informative to you guys once again if you have any questions uh, any queries or any suggestions please feel free to send an email to us and the email for our podcast is prescription pod p-r-e-s-c-r-i-p-t-i-o-n-p-o-d at gmail.com feel free to shoot us an email uh, until the next episode thank you very much for listening See ya. See ya. Bye.